This is your other brother's podcast. Sorta. What's up, homies, and welcome to another Corona Convo Cast. My name is Tom, editor, co-founder of Your Other Brothers, and we're a community navigating faith, homosexuality, masculinity, and this pesky, annoying, never-ending coronavirus together. Y'all, this is an amazing episode. I have been looking forward to this for a week because a week ago we were told that Parks and Rec was coming back. And when I heard that, I knew that I had to have Dean, or I think Dean even maybe even reached out to me and said, I need to talk about this. So nonetheless, Dean is here. What's up, Dean? What's up, guys? So stoked to be here again and stoked for the topic. And I I think it was (laughs) me, actually. I think I texted you. Yeah. Because you texted me and said, Parks and Rec. And I said, this has to be a convo cast. This has to be a convo cast. This has to be a convo cast. This is like, this is what the convo cast was made for. We're, we're talking, last time we had you on, we were like gushing about Pastor Matt doing his weird Jesus revival. Absolutely. And now Parks and Rec is revived. Well, temporarily. But, um, but yeah, it's like, this is the season of bringing back stuff. And we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to definitely dive in to that. I yeah. I love the combo cast because Dean, like, you're you're the perfect example for this. On our first time that we talked together, we went like really deep into like what's the church's role yeah. in all of this. And then last time we kind of talked about Easter egg hunts and TikTok and and weird Jesus. And now today we are just gonna go all in to Parks and Rec coming back yep. to bless us during this quarantine. And that's the beauty of the combo cast is you, you literally don't know what you're going to get. It's, it's all sides of the spectrum. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> Parks and Rec, I mean, that was like when that, when they announced that, when I saw that, like, I, I just, I, I that's the show. Like, so just so the listener knows where I am. Yes, with give the Rec. context. Uh, so for years I have watched through the series and I, I love it. And so it's one of those shows that I would just go back and watch random episodes of pretty consistently. Like there's some people have those shows. I love TV and I love watching TV. So I will regularly go back and rewatch shows that I've watched before. Um, I've done that with Supernatural. I've done that with Doctor Who. I've done that with uh, The Good Place, Sherlock, the BBC series. Like I just, I enjoy that. But Parks and Rec has been the most watched show ever because I got Lisa into it shortly after we got married. She fell in love with it. And when we moved into our, our new house several years ago and we put a TV in our room, uh, she wanted to be able to watch stuff while she went to sleep because she likes having noise. She likes having stuff. And so she got attached to Parks and Rec. And so legitimately every single night before we go to bed, we start Parks and Rec on Hulu and Hulu does autoplay. So we go through the entire seven seasons probably about two or three times a month, maybe. Legitimately. <laughs> we I didn't go know through, it was that much. I yeah, knew you we, watched it a lot. but <laughs> It's probably two or three times a month. Wow. Uh, and okay. we will watch it. We will watch it. We will you know, hear it as we go to sleep. Um, yeah. So like when I say that I have watched this show dozens upon dozens of times, I'm legitimately meaning that I have watched some of these episodes so many times <laughs> that Lisa and I can just 
quote them randomly in everyday you life. Could do a, you could do a, a one act, a two person play, and you just like act out all the episodes, probably word yeah. for word. Yeah. Similarly, yeah. I mean, I've seen, I haven't seen it nearly as much as you now that I have this new information, but I've seen it a lot. And it's also very comforting. I've watched it going to bed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even during this own quarantine, actually, like I've had some trouble sleeping. And there's something just, I don't know, comforting. It almost sounds like too strong of a word, but it's kind of comforting to see these people, like one of the greatest cast chemistries ever assembled and to just see them on my screen, fraternizing with one another, going into their wacky hijinks with the town and all the crazy town people. Like there's something about this show that is comforting. And so, yeah, similarly to you last week when I heard it was coming back, I went through, I don't know, I was going to double check with you because I wasn't sure what your... We had like a week of processing time before before it happened, before the show, the special came on. So my initial reaction was just through the roof excitement. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the whole, the whole cast is coming back. It's not like it's just Amy Poehler and Nick yeah. Offerman or two people mm-hmm. or whatever. It's the whole cast. So yep. that was great. But then I had this strange, overwhelming fear, Dean. And the, in the 48 hours leading up to the <laughs> special, I was like, wait a minute. What if this sucks what if this is the worst thing ever because at first i mean i had no context when they first announced it but then details emerged and Mm -hmm. it's like they all filmed it separately in their homes because we're all separated in this coronavirus thing so i I had this worry that even though the whole cast was going to be back you know it's different like we're Mm -hmm. all they're all spread apart and then i was worried that like the camera quality wouldn't be good that there'd be no like good sets or props mm-hmm. or um, or that there would just be like no plot. And I was worried that this wouldn't work. Did you have any fears going into the special that this just would be a colossal disaster? Honestly, no. Uh, and I think it's because I've watched it so much and I, I have such a great trust in that cast because I've seen this, I've seen them yeah. talk about the show. I've seen how much they love and adore this show. And I, I know from having been in like plays and things like that, when you truly love something, you truly love being a character. The last thing you'll ever want to have happen is to do a bad episode or a bad run as that character. And so for them to come back and do this, for one thing, it shows just, I guess, how serious things are in our culture right now, because they ended this show very well. Like season seven wraps up beautifully. The the finale episode is amazing. And so, like, they had closed all the doors. They had answered so many questions. It was wrapped up so well. And so the fact that they would even consider coming back and doing this tells you a little bit, like, what's going on in our world. Mm. So I, I knew, one, they had counted the cost. They had really understood, like, this is what it would mean to do this. And then additionally, I also trusted them to go, okay, we're not going to just do something for the sake of doing something. We are going to do it to the best of our ability to stay true to these characters. Yeah. So I, I didn't, I didn't have a fear and, ma- and I sometimes will try to like, keep in mind like, Hey, I should not have too high of hopes because, you know, I don't want to be dashed. I don't, it's kind of like some of <laughs> like Marvel right. movies or something I love. And so I, I usually would go into the Marvel movies with high expectations. And there were a few times where those expectations just weren't met. Um, so same thing with this, like I, 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 I had the high expectations, but I wasn't worried about them being dashed. I, I knew that they would be met. I knew that the cast would come through and I knew that it would be an amazing 
episode, whatever it was. Um, I will say I didn't try to imagine. I did not try to make any preconceived notions about this is what's going to happen in the episode. I wanted to be surprised because I wanted it to really just be something that I, I didn't want to create an idea of an, an episode in my mind. Right. And then, not have it be that episode and be one of those people who's like, well, I didn't like it because they didn't do the storyline I wanted them to do. So I, I, I stayed with just, I stayed focusing on the pure excitement of getting a new Parks and Rec episode, you know, gosh, how many, you know, five years or something like it's that. It's been after. so many years. Yeah. And I guess I should interject, by the way, because maybe our, our listeners are, are here and they're like, okay, they've been talking about Parks and Rec for eight minutes now. Are, we, are they going to talk about <laughs> something else? Probably not. At this point, we're probably we haven't even started talking about the actual special, and we're, the episode's already half over. So we probably just need to keep talking about it. Um, yep. So I'm sorry if you're listening and you're not into Parks and Rec, but let this be something that prompts you to actually watch and adore the show with us. It's so there's absolutely. that. So okay, so let's get right into it, Dean, because right away it opens up and Bobby Newport hits our screen. Yes. And, <laughs> and oh my gosh, Paul Rudd, he's just like. I was dying when he's talking about he's he's at his um, family's Swiss chalet or something. Yes, he talks in about he talks about hunting foxes and they're so fast. <laughs> I was like, okay, this this that line alone when he's talking about how he can't catch the foxes because they're so fast. I was like, okay, I'm ready to just see where this goes. I'm I'm not super optimistic as Dean is probably, but I, I'm gonna let this go where it takes us and. Um, and starting from there, I mean, there were so many great lines, just like all the characters fully tapping back into the characters they left behind years ago. Yep. Um, it was just, it was really fun to just see, um, see that lineup. It was, I, so, so Bobby Newport popped up on screen and I was, I was so happy and like the details, like he's wearing a Nope 2012 sweatshirt yeah. <laughs> because of course, Bobby would have seen that and been like, hey, it's a cool sweatshirt. Can I have one? And he would just buy it, even though that was, that was a good sign for me, too, that like I was worried about props. Like, are they just going to be or is it basically the actors in their homes? And so yeah. we we're just get just getting their whatever they have in their homes. But yep. the fact that like, yeah, Paul Rudd was wearing a Leslie Nope jacket or something mm -hmm. and then throughout the whole episode like ben wyatt has his little claymation guy yes! and the and the um cones of dunshire box and, and i mean you see all these props like johnny karate's uniform and yep. joan calamezzo's background painting, with her, her painting, painting yes from uh game <laughs> of jones yes and, and, uh, that was uh, one of my favorite exchanges was with joan and Leslie and Ben because they're talking about like mental health during this quarantine and and they're like Joan do you have someone to talk to and they just like the camera pans out to all of these like creepy dolls. animals dolls <laughs> <laughs> I ha I do a show every night for my friends called Joan on Joan from Joan <laughs> the oh. it was it was amazing yeah so like from the beginning. The, the first line that I busted out laughing, because like Bobby Newport does his intro, he talks about the foxes like you talked about. And for me, I didn't die laughing until he said, I haven't really been watching the news lately. He, and he looks at whoever is like helping him out, which is probably like a butler or something like that, knowing Bobby Newport. Right. And he goes, so what's, what's going on? And then he just pauses and he goes, what? <laughs> just cuts. Yeah, he had no idea that this coronavirus has taken over the world. 
So Which honestly, is perfect. Of course he wouldn't know. Yeah, of course he wouldn't. He'd just be at you know his family's mansion in Switzerland. So like that was the moment that I just busted laughing and I went, whatever happens next is amazing. And then of course you get Leslie Nope, you start seeing Ben come back with the whole claymation and tons of Dunshine. And I was like, this is because I, I personally identify with Ben Wyatt. Um, he is nerdy. Uh, people think he's sweet, but he's just, he's super nerdy. Like, that's me. I'm all about, I'm, I'm a super nerd. So like, yeah. honestly, I identify with him. So the fact that like, cause I even had the thought of, okay, he's been in quarantine. Uh, he, he's been in self-isolation. So this would be the prime time for Ben White to go off the rails and do something <laughs> crazy. And of course, yeah. The claymation movie of Coast. it was a brilliant it was a brilliant combination because there's like two different storylines with ben making this claymation thing and then creating this board game and so the fact that the writers combined both of those into a new storyline where he's writing like a screenplay <laughs> for a claymation gosh. board game yeah origin story oh my gosh yep. it was yeah and then for me one of the other big things that stood out was the continuity because they made sure that everyone was right where they were saying they were uh, at, at 2020 based on the finale episode when they did all the future stuff. So Tom's on a book tour. Um, Donna and Joe, Joe's teaching. Uh, they're living in Seattle. Uh, Gary is mayor of Pawnee. <laughs> mayor Gary. Mary Gary. And then the, and the, everything was with Grizzle, too. Because as they popped up, and I, I had actually... I thought, okay, they're going to be talking to each other through Zoom because that's what everyone's doing right now. Like, yeah. for instance, we are currently on Zoom. So we're zooming, Dean. We're and I. zooming, but yeah, in in Parks and Rec, they have this company, fictional company, Grizzle, mm-hmm. that uh, does all of the internet technology stuff. And so the fact that they're grizzling one another, I thought was actually, yeah, I didn't even think that that would be something they could do, but that made total yeah. sense. They're just oh, grizzling yeah. the whole episode. And, and that's what I was worried about. I was like, is this just going to feel webcammy? Like, is there a point to this? And to some extent there wasn't like throughout the 20 minute special, there was not really a plot. It was more about just like, we're seeing familiar people on our screens again, talking to one another. And there was something just refreshingly different about that. Like there didn't necessarily need to be a plot per se. Yeah. Well, I think it's what really spoke to it. What really spoke through it was that the, the plot it was like a, it's like a mid-season thing. Like it wasn't they didn't try to do a full arc in the whole episode. Like you said, it was it was almost like you're seeing a, a, an episode in the middle of a season. But what they did was they made that season literally just our life right now. Like this is the middle yeah. episode of our life right now, which is huge because it one of the things that always makes that always stood to me about Parks and Rec is just how the characters like they are real and I they're so believable. Um, yeah, totally. Like there are some things that are characters, obviously. Like Andy Dwyer, of course, is a, is a character. Uh, Chris Traeger is a character. Like they have these character features, but like there's something about them. Like okay, I actually know people who say and do these things. Um, I I know people who've who've had some of those crazy ideas or said some of those things. Like I can see them and be like, oh, that's this friend, that's this person. Yeah. Um, hardcore, but like I think that's what makes what made it even more believable. It's just like we could actually see these characters in the midst of the pandemic and be like, yeah, this actually makes total sense that this is what these characters were doing. Of course, yeah. would get, you know, stuck inside a shed for two days. Um, <laughs> of course, Chris Traeger would be, you know, 
quarantine would be donating blood four times a day or four times a week. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This makes sense. It's just like, because we already believe those characters. So yeah, it, it didn't have necessarily the, a big arc because it was treated as just like, this is us checking in with the everyday lives of these characters that we've known and loved for so long. And we're just getting to check back in with them another time. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why the finale episode for Parks and Rec worked so well with the whole like, hey, we're just going to jump to different points in the timeline and see where they are right now. And that's why I think this episode also works because we're used to this of just, hey, we're going to check in on them at one point of time, just see how they're doing and then let them get on with their lives because we know that they have their own lives and all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like how you said that. Yeah. The characters are believable. They're super relatable. And so it's really cool. They were already believable and relatable before this, but the fact that we get to like get a snapshot of their lives right now, as we're also going through this whole pandemic together, like it was super connectable to be able to connect with them in a whole new way that we, we already connected with them a lot. And now to be able to connect with them through this real life thing that we're all going through was pretty, pretty cool. Um, Real quick, Dean, because this this episode's flying by. We got a couple minutes left. Do you had any? Do you did you have any other highlights from the episode? We had Tammy two tied up in Ron's shed. That was we amazing. Had, <laughs> we had Perd, of course, Perd making yeah. an amazing appearance in this episode. Yep. Who's like Perd happily, like the dumbest newscaster who repeats everything that is said. Like he he's one of my favorite Parks and Rec characters. So he was there. Um, Something that was glaringly omit omitted. I don't know if you follow Billy Eichner on Twitter. Yes, but Craig he was not was there. going off on his character not being in the episode, and I just loved his jokes because he was like, "Is this the end of broadcast television? Might be. Yeah, we'll see." Uh, I think my favorite tweet was when he said something about Craig couldn't. I guess Craig couldn't get a ride, and it's just. <laughs> I was like, that's the perfect response to that, honestly. I, I was sad that Craig wasn't. There were a few characters I would have loved to have made an appearance. Craig, uh, Mona Lisa Stafferstein, Jennifer Barkley. There's a few other side characters. Sean Amalway Tweep. Um, because in the extended version of the finale, you actually find out that Sean Amalway Tweep marries Bobby Newport. So No way. I didn't know yes, that. There's a, the, a, in the extended cut of the finale episode, they tell you what happens to Sean Amalway Tweep, and she gets married to Bobby Newport. Oh my gosh, I have to yeah. see that. I've never uh, seen so, that. yes, I was a little bit sad that like some of those characters went in there, but I also understand they 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 have 20 25 minutes max. They put yeah. a lot in there and it was honestly it was amazing. And so like those little details are just like this would make it even more perfect. Um but it was so amazing and I think the only thing is just it's the details. Um John Ralphia when he puts his number up there, the 930 area code is actually an Indiana area code. Um the things like Ben's Ben has his district listed as Indiana nine. That's an Indiana district. Like all these things of like, it was the details. So it's one of those episodes. Like I know I can go back and watch that episode like five more times easily <laughs> and s just pick up on all of the details. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, I love the, yeah. the little, um, the little grizzle IDs that would pop up on people. Yes. So like Ron's was redacted. So you don't know what Ron's grizzle ideas. And then you had, um, April's, I think, said Satan's niece or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was just like little things like that was also um, funny because it's like, oh yeah, that that is, that is what April would use as her as her grizzle ID. And yep. of course, I was skeptical because I was like, would Ron even have a grizzle? But I guess theoretically, yes, for this episode to work, you would have to have him on there. But it would make sense if he if he had a grizzle that he wouldn't 
be revealing what his ideas. Yeah, it make it makes sense, and because his family had that, like Diane had one, obviously, and so, right, he's married now. He's a family man, so he's yeah, probably, kids are growing up, so like he's gonna have something, but it would not. Yeah, it's, his is ID blocked. He probably made the deal with Grizzle, like I will be the one person that's completely unlisted <laughs> and off the grid. So I just have this because I'm forced to. Also, Leslie probably mailed it to him and was like, "I have to call you every night at seven. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but she's keeping him connected. I love the concept of a, a a phone tree, though, because I remember when I was a kid and my parents were in a Bible study small group with people from church. And I remember seeing on the refrigerator that there was a phone tree. Yep. This was like before the Internet. I mean, the Internet was happening, but not certainly mm-hmm. what it was now. And there'd be like if someone had a prayer request or an emergency come up, you would call this person and then that person would call this person and that person would call this person. And so the fact that Leslie came up with a phone tree for the pandemic with all of her former parks and rec staff. Like I just thought that was really beautiful and tugged on the heartstrings. And especially at the end when they, we haven't even talked about the big five minutes devoted to 5,000 candles in the wind when they're all singing together. And then Ron like breaks down cry. Ron tells Leslie, like you do so much for us, like make sure you take care of yourself too. And that's like a great message for everyone during this time, like, yeah, we got to take care of each other. Of course we do, but you also got to take care of yourself and like, don't forget to do that because self-care has never been more, <laughs> never been more important than right now. And so that was just a great message to hear on the, on the way out of that episode. It was, it was beautiful. It was a great episode. Yep. Absolutely. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I I'm hoping it goes onto Hulu and is added at the end of like season seven or something like that. <laughs> you can add that to you and your wife's rotation. You can see yes. it five times a month. <laughs> I would, that would be a, I'm okay with that. I am more than content with watching that episode many more times. So I oh. loved it. And I'm so glad we got to talk about this today because ah, I, I love Parks yeah. and Rec and yeah. All about this. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful because I, I get the sense that it was pretty well received. Um, I'm hopeful that we'll get more, that this will not be the end. Like, we'll, like, I love the idea of getting like periodic check-ins. Like, what are they up to now? What are they up to now? Because that's the beauty of the way the finale was set up is that you kind of saw where all the characters were going, you know, years into the future. So I like the idea that like every couple of years, maybe we can just check in and yeah. see what they're up to. So I, I see. It seems like if they all love each other as much as they put on, and the fact that they are willing to do this this reunion, like I think uh, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see a reunion where they're all actually in the same room together. That would be cool. But this was for what it was. It was great. Absolutely loved it. So amazing. <laughs> so hopefully, y'all enjoyed this Parks and Rec heavy episode of the combo cast if you're interested in learning about anything else we do at your other brothers which is generally not talking about parks and rec you can go to youroutherbrothers.com and you can follow us on all the socials at your other bros remember y'all while we're still in this pandemic you are not alone even the sparrow stays at home stay at home but stay connected like leslie did with all of her friends and Dean, I'm glad we got to stay connected during this convo cast. Thanks for parks and wrecking with me. You got it. It's your turn to call <laughs> Gary now. No. <laughs> I want to call Gary. <laughs> oh, Gary. I actually really love Gary, and it always makes me sad when they <laughs> treat him well. But that's another story. Um, we'll see y'all next week for the final week, question mark, of the convo cast. We'll Ooh. see. 
<laughs> but we'll be back next week to figure that out. See you later, Dean. Bye.